if he had been a million miles away. Hello, can I help you? I'm afraid the cellar door was not open today. His voice was low and husky, and Rose gave an involuntary shiver. She found herself staring into eyes as green and as dark as bottle glass. She realised they were on a level with hers, not something that she encountered all that often. She was used to being taller than most men. It was a little unnerving to gaze directly into such a forbidding scowl. Uh, um, actually, I'm not here for the cellar door. Well, we're not running any winery tours at the moment either, he said abruptly. As he finished speaking, recognition dawned on his face, softening its harshness. Oh, you must be Rose. Of course. Sorry, I completely forgot that you were coming today. Have you met Estrid? Been shown around? He held out his hand and she took it in hers. She felt a prickle of electricity at his touch. His grip was firm, his skin dry and smooth, though his nails were ragged and stained purple. Always judge a man by his hands, her nana had insisted. His hands and his shoes. By shoes, nana had meant brogues from loke or lob, no doubt, Rose briefly wondered what she'd have made of Mark's rough and ready hands and his mud-encrusted boots. Yes, thanks, Mr. Cameron. I was just getting settled in the barn, he grimaced. It's not in the best state, but at least it's dry. It'll be fine. Rose didn't know what else to say. She didn't want to be a stuck-up princess and to complain about her digs when she'd barely been there five minutes. Good, now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to get on. I'm off to a conference for a few days. Bloody inconvenient, but Astrid will fill you in on everything. Rose nodded. She wasn't sure if the conference was inconvenient for him or her. Oh, and it's Mark, by the way. Mr. Cameron is my father, he said with a brief wink as he turned to leave. Well, he wasn't so bad thought Rose to herself later as she returned from the house with rubber gloves, mop, bucket and an industrial-sized bottle of disinfectant and set about sanitising, dusting and de-cobwebbing her new home, rehousing several daddy longlegs in the process. Thankfully, there were no enormous arachnids of the kind Australia was famous for. Finally satisfied, she wiped her hair away from her cheek and glanced at her watch. Two o'clock. No wonder her stomach had been growling for the past hour. She looked around at the now spick-and-span room. All her clothes were neatly put away, her backpack stowed under the bed. Stepping into the living area, she confirmed with satisfaction that she could now at least see out of the windows. The cushions were plumped and the floor swept. You could almost eat off that now, she thought. Speaking of which... Heading back to the kitchen, Rose bumped into Astrid and Louisa, they had their coats and boots on again. We're going to feed the chooks, said Astrid. Chooks, repeated Louisa, eyes wide with excitement. Chooks! Chooks! she shouted at the top of her voice. Can I come too? Rose asked, thoughts of food momentarily forgotten. The faster she got to know her way around Kalkari, the better. The first step was to get her bearings on the sprawling vineyard estate. If you like, leads away, Louisa. 
Rose followed them meekly out into the yard. Louisa toddled across the scrubby lawn towards a wooden chicken house. Astrid shook a carton of feed, and several of the rusty-coloured birds Rose had seen when she first arrived began to strut jerkily towards her. That is Maggie, Astrid said, pointing to the largest chicken. Then there's Stephanie and Nigella, and over there is Nugget. Bringing up the rear, marshalling his hens, was a fine-looking rooster with colourful tail feathers. Rose laughed to herself. Only Australians would call a chicken Nugget. Louisa was excitedly chasing the hens around the yard, trying in vain to catch one. Astrid got closer, scooped up Nigella and placed her in the little girl's arms. Louisa beamed with joy, dimples denting each chubby cheek. Shooks, she cried excitedly. Don't squeeze her.